you for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Bless them in our hearts this morning. Hide myself in the foot of a cross and ask Holy Spirit, say whatever you want to say this morning. Touch us this morning. Thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give him a clap this morning. Amen. It's the honor and privilege to share the word of God this morning. I also thank uh, Pastor Jeremy for allowing me in his pulpit this morning for, yeah, for sharing this morning. Thank you for the warm welcome. Thank you for everybody to be here this morning. Um, it's an honor and privilege all the time when somebody gives you a chance to talk about the word of God because this is life. Amen. You know, Jesus prayed and said, let your will be done. See, the will of the Father is people to hear his word. Every time you do the will of God, uh, it's, a, it's an honor. It's an honor that God's going to use us to do his will. And for me, this is an honor to share the word of God this morning. Praise the Lord. Okay, I will do something strange this morning. Okay, everyone stand up. I will do something strange. If I say, or if I count, one, two, three, you say, Jesus. Yes? And if I count, three, two, one, and then you say, Shamba. Shamba is a Greek word for hallelujah. Okay? So you ready? Let's shout aloud this morning. One, two, three! Jesus! Or even, the, you know, if, uh, what? Hands cannot hear us this morning. Okay? You can do better than that. Okay? One, two, three! Jesus! Three, two, one! Ah! Thank you very much. Sit down. <laughs> Amen. Amen? Amen? We usually heard these words saying, at the mention of Jesus' name, every knee will bow. Yeah? So every time you call upon the name of Jesus loud, every demons flee, every devil and under this earth, in the air they flee. It's because when you shout out the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is above any other name. Amen? Amen? So every time when the sickness comes, you say, Jesus. Jesus, because the more you say Jesus, the sickness will come most. You know? Yes? You see, we have the weapon that God bless us with is the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that is at the mention of his name, every devil flee. Yeah. One of my founders says to me like this, John, every time when a sickness comes, every time when things come, you feel weak, you feel it, just say, Jesus. Jesus. Every time you say Jesus, 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 you will feel. You're going to hear your, 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 your body's going to hurt. It's because you say Jesus all the time. Amen? Amen. So Jesus only for wake, wake us up. Now you ready for God's word? Yeah? yeah? This morning I'll be talking about your position in Christ. So I'll be touching a lot in the book of Ephesians this morning. So if you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. 
Okay? I will read only 10 verses from verse 1 down to verse 10. So I will read this morning. Okay? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 down to verse 10. Read. And you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you have once walked according to the cause of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the prince who now works in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3. Among whom you have once contacted ourselves in the last of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and the very by nature children of God, children of God, just as others. Verse 4. But, but God, hallelujah, who is so rich in mercy because of his great love, which, with which, he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses, made alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Verse 6. That's a verse that I'm going to stick on this morning. He says like this. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the age to come, he might show a singular riches of his grace and of his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. For by grace, we have been saved. Through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. Not of works, as anyone should boast. First 10. For we are his workmanship, graded in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. May God have the blessing of his word in our hearts. Amen. The topic that I want to talk about this morning that I'll see that our position in Christ Jesus, our position in God today. Now, first three verses in chapter 2, before I'll go down, that's a little bit of background about the book of Ephesians. See, chapter 1, if you read chapter 1 from verse 1 down to uh, the finishing of the verse of chapter 1, Paul is reminding the church in Ephesus. He's reminding the church in Ephesus about who they are in Christ Jesus. So in chapter 1, Paul is talking about them. He's reminding the church of Ephesus. He says to them, who you are in Christ Jesus. What you have inside of Jesus, when the day you are born again, when the day you accept Jesus in, the, in your heart, Paul says, he has blessed us. Amen? Now, I was sharing with some of, some of the brothers here, and I said, you see, he started by saying, blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, blessed. He said, you are blessed because you have a blessed Father. He said, blessed be the God of the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, God is blessed, so that... When the second sentence, he says, he blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Whee! Hallelujah. We have a blessed God who blessed me with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Every is every, not us. Amen? Amen? And this is chapter one. When you come to chapter two, the first three verses in chapter two is talking about once you have been sinner. He's talking about your sin. He's talking about our trespasses. We cannot Hold on in the laws of God. God put the law. We cannot keep the law. So he says, he says in three, uh, three verses in uh, chapter 2, before he start to get to the chapter, uh, verse 4, he says, in verse 3, he's talking about our sins. He's talking about our trespasses. And he says, we used to walk in the course of this world. We used to. Amen? Tell the person next to you, say, you used to walk that way. You used to. Amen? And I like, I like, I, I will say something. Maybe this preaching is for me only, I don't know. 
Because I'm excited about this one. He said like this. I like the way Paul mentioned here. He doesn't say, you see, in verse, I, I, I like this. I will read it for you. In verse 2, he said, in which you were once walking according to the cause of this world. Once you've been walking sin. Once you've been in darkness. Once. But you see, he says, according to the cause of this world, according to the prince, see, he's talking about the prince, and the power of the air. I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to tell something that you're going to be excited about this morning. See, Paul, he only mentioned the prince of the power of the air. Devil is a prince, yes? But you have a king. His name is Jesus. Amen? See the difference? He's a prince of the powers of the air. But I have the king who's sitting on the throne. Hey, hallelujah. I love that. I'll be closing this prayer and I'll go home now. Amen? First three verses, he deal with our sin, our states. And we deserve hell. We've been working on this and God saved us. But first four, I like first four. First four says what? But, but God, hallelujah. Tell the, tell the person next to you, say, but God. Take his hand on your hand and say, but God. We walk in sin. We deserve hell. We don't deserve heaven. But God. Hallelujah. He says, but God. Hallelujah. I'm hot here. But God who is rich in mercy. Amen. Because of his great love. With which he loves us. Amen. Brothers and sisters. When we're talking about the love of God, we're talking about Akabe love. Akabe. Akabe means, maybe Brother Lawrence come. When you're talking about God, so great in mercy, and you have a great love towards us, which He loves us. When we're talking about Akabe love, we're talking about this. Even this man, when he walks in his sin, he's trespassing. He doesn't live in the ways of God. He doesn't live in the laws of God. He said, he has a great love for us. And that love called Akabe love, the love that he desires you too much, that he had to send Jesus. So rich in mercy. So rich in the great love. He loves you and me. That means like this. When he loves you, he holds like this. In the person of Jesus Christ, he came down to this world. When we talk about Akabi love, is more than a human love. Some scripture says unconditional love. I don't want to say unconditional love. He, his love. God does not have love. He is love. Amen. 
loves us. This is how he means. When you say, I love you. I long for you. I desire you. Even though you don't desire me, but I come to you. I love you like this. Amen? Even when we are in death, you see the first five, he says, even when we are dead in trespasses, we are dead in trespasses. We're living far away from God, separated from God. Even we are dead to trespasses. He says here, but made alive. Hallelujah. He said, he made alive together with Christ. Hey, hallelujah. And he says, by grace, you have been saved. The word grace, many people define it. That's how I define it. But means, grace means like this. Hand deserved. Hand earned. Unmerited favor. Something that you don't merit. But God gave it to you. Something that you don't deserve. But God gave it to you. Something that you, you, you must not work for it. This is you not, cannot work for your salvation. He came to us. He came to you. Hallelujah. And this is the point that I want to make this morning before we finish. We're going to close soon. Verse 6, he says that. And after he did that, he says, he raised us up. Every time he's talking about raised us up, he's talking about water baptism. Then you accept Jesus Christ, you must go to water baptism. Now, water baptism is a public expression of an inward conversation. Conversion. If you tell me that you have Jesus in your heart, then you have to go to the water baptism. Because water baptism is a public expression of the inward conversion. And then you receive Holy Spirit in your life. Now he says, he raised us up in water baptism. He seated us with Christ in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know what it means? Like this. Can you give me a chair? Yes, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. He raised us together with him. Remember, Christianity is not by yourself. You must not walk alone. Because here he says, he raised us up together with him. That means that when you accept Jesus Christ, the dead, you go to burial, and then you're raising up again. And he said, this time you wake up, they raised you up. With Jesus Christ. Amen? And then he raises us up. And then he doesn't finish there. He says, and sit with us. And sit with us together. With Christ. In the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. That tells me. There is no devil. No any man, even a prime minister of this nation or prime minister of Vanuatu or whatever minister you can talk about. They can't take me out on this position. Because why? Because I'm raising up with him. I'm seated with him in every place in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's your position today. Today. It's not just going to we're going to wait for the years to come. No, today. Now. 
You are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Sitting means what I'm doing. Sitting and resting. Hallelujah. Too many Christians in the churches, they walk, 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 walk. Hey, they tell you to rest in the finished work of the Calvary. Stop adding up to the blood of Jesus. Stop adding up to the work of God. It's already done. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, oh, yes, you have to wake up in the morning. You have to go and work. You have to go for... Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a physical thing. One day we'll finish. But I'm talking about your position spiritually in Christ Jesus. And that's where you should nourish yourself with. That's where you should draw from. Amen? You and I can say you can't face... The human problems, you can face issues all around us. Everybody has a problem. Don't tell me inside this room, don't tell me that you don't have problem. Everybody has problem, me too. Amen? But you can't fix in your own. He says, where you're going to fix your problem is, he's gonna, you have to understand your position in Christ so that you can walk in this life according to your position. So every power, every strength that you need to carry on whatever God planned or whatever God has for you, you can walk on it. Why? It's because you draw from that place called seated with Christ. Amen? Amen. There is your healing. There is your what, peace. Everything. I tell you one thing. Hallelujah. I tell you one thing. This place, devil, the devil cannot challenge it. He only mentioned yes, he's a powers, he's a prince of the powers of the air. He's, he's, he's in the second heaven. First heaven, you can see this one. He's in the second heaven. He, he's in the second heaven. As we are sitting in the heavenly places in the third heaven. Amen. Ah, you don't believe me. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Hebrew. I want to show you something in Hebrew. Satan, Satan, hallelujah, Hebrew. See, Hebrew chapter 10. Hebrew chapter 10, verse, verse 10. He says, by the will, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Brothers and sisters, you see, the offer, Jesus was offered his life once and for all. But I like what they say. That will of God we're talking about. That desire. The love. That God has for us. That desire that God has for us. He says. So that we can be holy like him. Here he says to me. That by that will. The will of God. That Jesus prayed. That is going to come on this earth. He said. By that will. We have been sanctified. Ching, hallelujah. I love that. If you don't love it. I like that. I preach to myself here this morning. Yeah, here he says. By that will, every time people say, what is the will of God? What is the will? The will of God wants to sanctify you and make you holy like him. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. You see, in Old Testament, in Old Testament, hold the banners that God says, holiness unto the Lord, holiness unto the Lord. And when people don't, doesn't come to the holy God, they have to make some rules. Like, that's why I give them, what? Ten commandments. Ten commandments so that you live up to the standard. That God wants you. And they live in this man. They break every commandment. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm going to drag about uh, seven days Adventist this morning. But I'll tell you one thing. 
You see, in the law of Moses, we have 613 laws in Moses. If you read the Bible, 613 laws. Atheists are only preaching 10. Where is the other 603? That's my question. They break it every day. <laughs> Hallelujah! That's why you need Jesus. I need Jesus. So that what? He says, I come to fulfill the law. Because everything about the law is about me, Jesus. So now that he says, the law is the shadow of things to come. But the reality is in Jesus Christ. Amen? You see, when, when he was praying in the Mount Transfiguration, two men appeared to him. Who? Two men appeared to him in Mount Transfiguration. Who? Moses and? Moses representing the law. Elijah was representing the prophets. They come and have a conversation with Jesus in Mount Transfiguration. So Jesus said, boys, I think you stop here now. I'm taking from here. Hey, Hallelujah. So if I preach like this, I will say, one, two, three. Everyone say, Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus. That's it. That means that you are awake. You are, you are with me. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah? In my transfiguration, two men appear. Moses and Elijah. Moses is representing the law. Elijah is representing the prophet. And Jesus said to them, boys, I think that's enough for you here. I'm taking from here. Hey, woo, hallelujah. Amen. Every law, every details, everything, every details about the law is about Jesus. They point to Jesus. And every, everything that the prophets will prophesy. One day a virgin will be out of Mary. One day a virgin is going to be with her son. Every prophet look forward to the day, but they've never been there. Hallelujah. And us, we've never been there. But Jesus said, by faith, we're taking us back to that place. By faith, we're going back. And then we'll see Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll read this. And every priest, listen to me, every priest, here after here, in Israel, have to take, they have to work for their salvation. Go and drag a sheep. Drag. Imagine if you today, if you go and you want to chase the cow, what do they do? Hey, it's a very bit hard work today. And you think about if they're going to appear before the tabernacle to present a sacrifice, an offering to the Lord, what do you do? Drag them. Yeah? Drag them to the tabernacle. They work. They work. They work for their salvation. But they know that every sacrifice they do year after year, they only remind them that next year we're going to do it again. Next year we're going to do it again. Oh, these poor people, they have to feed a lot of sheep and they have to, a lot of work to do. Yes? Heaven. He says, and every priest stand minister daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifice which can never take it away, the sin of this world. Never. And he says, okay, let's go again. Let's go again. They work for the salvation. But they never achieve it. But listen to this. But this man, hallelujah, Jesus. This man, after he had offered one sacrifice in the cross of Calvary, for the sins forever, forever, 
And he says, what the sentence says? He says, sat down. Hallelujah, sat down at the right of his father. He sat down. I quite not believe a little bit of some, some things that's going on in the church of Jesus Christ. People say, I go to heaven, I see Jesus walking around. They go contract with what the Bible says. Because the Bible says he sat down. When you see in a dream and a vision that God, Jesus, take you somewhere, maybe an angel, yeah, it doesn't tell me that Jesus, that Jesus is sat down. And I know soon, the only time he's going to rise up on his feet, he's going to come and pick up his church. The only time that he will raise up from his seat is when his father says, Last card, boy, Rami, go and get your church. Hallelujah. He sat down at the right hand of God. And you listen to this. From that time, waiting to his enemies, I made his footstool. Every people that doesn't want Jesus Christ, they persecute him. They don't want him. They reject the work that he was done on the cross of Calvary. I tell you, there's a time to come. That's why when I give my life to Jesus, I better stick with him forever. Because why? Because he says he was sat down there and waiting for his enemy to become. Hold on. You don't want to accept me. Come here. I say, this one is going to every king. Every prime minister of this nation will give account to him how they lead the nation. Every nation will give him account. Man, he's sitting there. His name is King of Kings. When you talk about the title King of Kings, it means every king of this earth will go and bow down before him. Today, you don't look like they're going to bow down. Soon, they will bow down. Soon. I like that song. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Yeah, sing, sing. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to see the king. Amen. Soon and very soon, all his enemies will be in the full stool. Full stool means they sit down like this and they see his feet. Yeah. All his enemies. Imagine. And that honor he gives to you when the day you accept him. The day you repent from your sin, the day you believe in him, that honor he gives it to you too. He said, You sit it together with him. <sighs> Hallelujah. So my challenge this morning is, for us and for, for me and for you, is that why you want to live lesser than that? Why we want to contact our life on this earth, following this earth, we're going to live lesser than that position. If you're sitting with Christ, in the heavenly place, you can stick there. This is a challenge for us and a challenge for me. I must make sure the only time you see, they say, you stay here forever. He say, he sat down in the right hand of God forever. Amen? 
So it means the day you accept Jesus Christ in your heart, he raised you up in water baptism. He seated you in the heavenly presence right away. And you take this position and he say, forever. You sit there forever. Nobody, no, no devil, no demons, no whatever, you can name it. It can pluck you out here. You will sit here until you will reign with him. You see, that place, that position in Christ is a place of authority. It's a place of reigning. And it's a place of tenfold. That's what he do. That means if you have the authority, you have to reign. So reign means you have to rule. Now, if sickness comes and says, hey, you have no right in this house, get out. That's rule. Amen. If a children, children are disobedient, they say, there's no disobedience here. We have to rule. Yes, he's giving us the authority to rule. Now, not in the days to come. Now. Hallelujah. He prays, let the kingdom come. Let the will be done on where? Heard as it is in heaven, the will is complete. But you need to take the will of God into your family, into your finance, into whatever one is here. Take the will of God inside there and let it be done. Hallelujah. One, two, three. Are you sleeping again? You see, raise us up together. Seated us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Man, I will not live lesser than that. I will not give away my position like this. No. That's why when love comes in, he says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart. You must love your neighbor and love yourself. Amen? Stick there. Because I tell you, no devil can challenge this. The only man, a woman, will leave his position is you. He's done everything already. You see, they're talking about, before I finish, we're talking about tabernacle here, yes? The tabernacle when Moses, when God instructed Moses. Now, like I study on this, it's quite interesting. Because in the tabernacle, when God says, Moses, tell them to make me a brass and all that. So Brazen Olda is tapifying Calvary. In tapping Olda, he said, in the Brazen Olda, he said, you make a tent and give me three rooms. Say, how the court, holy of holies, uh, holy place and holy of holies. So in the outer court, you have what? Brazen Olda and the basin of water. So the Brazen Olda is to for the priest to take every animal and then, you see how, how God is God sees Calvary already before Jesus hung on the cross. God sees from the beginning. You see, I wish I have, but maybe next time we'll prepare for it. Yeah. So you see, how God instructed Moses for the children of Israel, how they're going to settle the camp. We have 12 tribes, 12 tribes of Israel, three in the north, three in the south, three in the west, and three in the east. If we draw it, it's what? The cross. So God seated in heaven, he draw the cross. Already, he seated the cross. He seated the cross of Jesus Christ. Three tribes on the north, three tribes on the east, three tribes three tribe in the east, three tribes in the south, and three tribes in the west. If you draw it, it's a cross. Amen? So inside the tabernacle, 
First altar that the people have to go to him is a brazen altar, altar that they sacrifice. So the priest take all the animals from every family that they sin for all of the year. You have to take it and the priest, oh, this poor priest standing up, killing animals, sprinkling the blood. And then they take the blood in a bowl. And before they enter to the holy place, there's a basin full of water. So they have to wash them. Stupefying what? Baptism. Baptism is not a doctrine of a church. It's a life. So after the present altar, you go to the basin. After the basin, after you wash, you clean, you can get the bowl, but only the priest. They come to a place called holy place. A holy place, they have three furniture there. One, in the right side is the table of shoe bread, 12 shoe bread over there representing 12 tribes of Israel. We doing this morning. I'm the bread of life, Jesus said. On the left side, in that room, holy place, is something we call candlesticks. Seven candlesticks. So in the seven period of time, they light up candles. So Holy Spirit started from century one. The churches. We are the number seven candlesticks. And soon, Holy Spirit will remove the candlesticks. Amen? So the seven candlesticks, and Jesus said, I am the light of the Whoever comes to me shall not walk in. So he's the bread of life, 12 shoe bread. He's the light of the world. Now he say, you are the light of the world now. You, 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 you. Amen? Then after this, he go to, before he enter a holy place. Before he enter a holy place, he will come to an altar called altar of incense. That's where he burn, the, the priest burn all the incense up. And the Bible says, when they burn the incense up, God smells from heaven. Oh, yes, I accept this. Today, this order of incense is very important. How prayers are now worshiped to our Father. Again, there's another challenge this morning. How's your worship today to God? Ah, you can impress me. You can impress Pastor Jeremy. You can impress anyone. But how God did God smell your sacrifice today? He said, Ah, uh, good. Or say, yuck. So my challenge is, how did God smell your worship this morning? Your worship, not a church worship, your worship. Before they go and sprinkle the blood in the mercy seat, they have to pass through the altar call, altar of incense. The God said, ah. you know, when you... When God smells your sacrifice and he's happy, what do you do? He come down. Yes? Hallelujah. He come down and bless them. And all the Israelites, you listen to me. All the Israelites, they there and they watch the kind of glory of God. They have to, the kind of glory of God have to touch the tabernacle. Have to touch the Holy of Holies where the hag is. So when the priest take the blood and come and sprinkling on the mercy seat, all the Israelites are looking up in the air so that the glory, the kind of glory of God has to come. If the kind of glory of God comes to the street where the blood shed, then that means everybody was paddy. Why? Because God forgives their sin again. 
And the next year, again. Next year, again. Again, again, again. Jesus said, let's put a stop on that. I'll come once and for all. <laughs> Hallelujah. So see? Then they party. Huh? God forgive us because Shekinah glory come. It's a physical representation. But God forgives their sin, but really he doesn't forgive them. He just cover up their sin. And say, okay, one more here. I covered up. I didn't see your sin. You can go on fornicate. You can go on adultery. You can go on everything. Okay, I'll... next year the priest will cry again, come. And here he says to me, but how high priest, when he handed the message once and for all, he sat down. That means he's hanging on the cross and he say what? It is finished. What is this finish? Everything that you try to hard work for is finished. <laughs> now you have to rest your obedience on what I do on the cross. Shabbat. Amen? Amen. Oh, hallelujah. He's raised us up together. See him in every place in Christ Jesus. That's our position. And you have a chance, you read chapter 3. Read chapter 3, chapter 4. He says, now you have to work worthy of that calling. Gee, there's another preaching altogether. He says, now, every inheritance in Christ Jesus, you have to walk worthy of the calling. This is what we need, work worthy. Work, the work, the word work, W-A-L-K, means live in that position. Everything put into godliness, you already receive it. Walk in victory, walk in authority, reign. So when Jesus comes, we go. We go and sit and let's see where's the enemies. Enemy means people who reject the work of God on Calvary. That's the enemy. Today, the love of God, the Holy Spirit is still light up the candles in the churches. But there's a time that it's going to remove the candlesticks. And that time, maybe it could be tonight. It could be lunchtime after we finish. We don't know. Because Jesus said to his father, the father says, Jesus, I don't know when I'm going to come. Only my fathers know. So we don't know. Maybe after the service is going to come. We don't know. Maybe, after, maybe tonight, you see, you see, it's very scary thought, yeah? A very scary thought, but every time I have to remind myself and remind my wife, Alfanwadu, she must always love Jesus. Because he said, two men will be in the bed, one will be taken, one will be in the off. Hey, brother and sister, this is a scary thought. Two women will grinding their meals. They're showing up, making business, making money. One will be taken, one will be staying. Two men will be in the field. They plow on their crown. One will be living. One will be staying. This is what Jesus says. And he says, mm, it's scary to me. Jesus, please. I don't, know about, I don't know about you, but this is my prayer. Not that I fear that I'll go to heaven. No. I say, I say Jesus, then when you come, come back one day, don't forget me. Yeah. And because of that prayer, I have to live in the way that is pleasing to him. I'm not going to do it in my own power. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the word of God. 
with us. We have the Holy Spirit. We have our pastors here. Every Sunday morning, give the word of God to give us directions. So when God's going to come and be a judge, it's going to be a judge. You're not going to escape. Why? It's because you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the word of God. So you will judge. You will judge according to what has been said. It's a very serious thing when we're talking about God here. Very serious. It's between life and death. It's between heaven and hell. It's between sickness and healing. It's between holiness and unholiness. It's between righteousness and unrighteousness. Hallelujah. But something that I want to come remind us, brothers and sisters, don't forget your position. You're sitting, you're resting. You're resting on the finished work of Calvary. Hallelujah. There's something I want to mention before I finish. You know this tabernacle? It's quite interesting. God, God instructed Moses to build everything except a chair. No chair in the tabernacle. Hey, hallelujah. For them, standing up, standing up, walking, walking, walking. For them, it's walk, work, 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 work. To have salvation. As sit. There's no chair in the tabernacle in the time of Moses. To tell the priest, run out, run down. But brothers and sisters, in Jesus Christ today, you have a seat. You have a position. Full of authority. Full of healing. Full of whatever you need for this life. You take the supernatural, do the natural. So take the natural, do the supernatural. So that's why sickness is natural, yeah? Let's, let's take some supernatural down to natural to make it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are supernatural, but living in a natural world. We are supernatural, but we're living in a natural world. We have the problem of this body. We will not go and see God. This one will go back to the grave. From ashes to ashes, from dust to dust, this one will go back. But the spirit man is the supernatural. It's gonna, that's, that, that's his place. It's going to be here. Hallelujah. But this man, John, back to where the cemetery is. Maybe God allows me to stay 70 years or 80 years on this world before I'll finish. All of us. You look cute, you look nice, you look whatever, you have many things, but I tell you, dead when it comes. I know, now I'm at 42, yeah? 42 years, here. So God says, if you're lucky, in Psalms, if I'm lucky, I will get 80 years here. Yeah? I will get 80 years here. And I know from 70 to 80 years, oh, even God is good to me, I'm going to be 100. Okay? I'm going to be here. In 42 here, I know, naturally, I know there are only 70 Christmases. Yeah? Only 70 Christmas. I know the dead will going to come and get me. I mean, when the bread is gone. I know exactly. And you know. Why? Because of sin. So you will die. <laughs> oh, Pastor John will die. Not now yet. <laughs> but I will die. 
In the fact, let's be honest, I will die in the 80s. I will go. So that makes me know that I'm going to die in 80. So how I live my life here, every day counts. Every minute, every second, every hour, the clock is ticking. And I know that 80 years, I'll be dead. And people will come and, you know, in our culture, say, oh, he's gone. Oh. In our culture, they come, they, you know, the casket, they will punch the casket. I'm already gone. Why are you punching the casket? Ah, <laughs> oh, John is gone. Yeah, I'm gone. You know why? Because in 42 up to 80 years, I live my life with purpose. Because I know I'm going to die. So whatever I leave here, to catch up with here, I have to make use of it. Amen? So anything that comes from God, that to me, to give, I have to give. Anything to do for God, you do it now. You want to pray, pray now. You want to give something to God, you want to give to a fortune or something, do it now. We have no time. Time, the clock is ticking. Now is the time. He doesn't say tomorrow. He said, no, it's the day of salvation. If you don't save this morning, you need, you, you need to accept Jesus now. You want this position, it's free. You just say, Jesus, come to my heart. You get the position today. Amen. Hallelujah. Say so anything to do for God now. Not tomorrow. Not after next year. Now. I'll do it. Forget now. Amen. If for you to sing a song now, sing a song now. Either you sing it or you shut the mother's tongue. If you, want, if you want to do something for God, do it now. Amen? He's going to come, brothers and sisters. This is not another message. I want the Holy Spirit to talk to each of us, to challenge us where we are. We are, fit, we are fitting on this position, or we just let go. We forget. It's because of too many issues of life. We forget our positions. I don't want to be a man that I will forget my position every day. Live like I've never been have Jesus in my life. It's hard to talk like this. But come on, friends. When it comes to God, it comes to life and death. When it comes to God, it comes to a decision. Lord, today you'll be Lord of my king. Or you say, Lord, I don't want you today. You know, there's one thing that God will respect and will respect us, all of us, is our free will choice. Is our will. God will respect me. I can say yes to God today, and a few hours I will say no to him. Now that power, God gave it to me. I can say, no, God, I don't want you now. Then I woke up this door, you never see my face again here. I can make that decision today. That's why the first thing God asks when you come to him, he say like this, surrender. You know that song we sing? Ah, surrender all. Did you surrender? First thing God asks for you and me to do is surrender our will to him. And ladies will take over our life and take us wherever we go. Because I'll say to you, when he says take us wherever we go, the will will lead us. Through his word and through his men. Hallelujah. Don't forget your position. Then the person next to you and say, don't forget it. Because I tell you, we are living in a world now. Maybe I'll say it. Maybe you see it. 
We're living in a world that the prince and the power of the air is controlling and influencing people. You can't see with your naked eye, where's the devil? They will come. Hey, it's me. Look out, I'm coming. No. But his influence, you can see its effect in the life of people. Because why? Because people are under the prince of the power of the air. Amen? But as when we, they raise us up, as see that in every place, we, what? We have a king above this. Amen? So when you see it here, my encouragement to you is go out today and rule. Don't go out today and say, you know, it's like this. That's how we live. That's how things work in life now. I like what John Ake says. If you ever watch American preacher, his name is John, John Ake. He says like this, come on, man. John Ake, he says, come on, shook up. Pray up. Pack up, we're going up. <laughs> so when things come, love come, life come hard on us, you say, whoa, shook up. Come on. You shook, you pray up, you pack up stuff you need to pack up, and then we're going up. <laughs> Hallelujah. One, two, three. Yes. I'm finished now. It's half past ten. Because I can see Trevor on Amen. Like every time, whenever I want to close our prayer, but I hope I'm clear this morning. Remember, there's no seat in Tabernacle. You have a seat today. And if you realize it, or you don't realize it, he says, he made you alive. He seated you in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Three things. Seated in Christ Jesus. I'll write down somewhere here. He gave you life, he raised you up, he seated you in the heavenly places. You notice all those words, they are past tense. He gave you life, he raised you up, he seated you in heavenly places. That's past tense. <laughs> Hallelujah. Already done. So shake your hand or hand. Already done. Don't see me. Shake hand. Already done. It's past tense. The day you receive Jesus Christ, He gave you life. The moment you believe, the moment you repent, He raised you up. And the moment you make a decision to say, Jesus, come to my heart, that day He seated you in every place. There is no devil to challenge this place. There is no anything to challenge this place unless you walk off. When they sit with you there, they say forever. He sat down. Listen to me. Hebrew says he sat down forever and waiting with a purpose that one day all his enemies will bow down. Gee, that's Jesus that I save. I don't know about you, but that's Jesus that I save. And I love that. We preach to people and say, ah, we don't like. I was preaching in Melbourne. I was going street witnessing in Melbourne. Melbourne, Melbourne City. We go there time. When I was in Bible college in Melbourne, we went there to preach and preach. And one man came to me and then, you know, said, this is Jesus. And then he held up his pants and said, this is Jesus. 
God loves this man, yeah? Amen? But if he doesn't give his life to Jesus, he's God's enemy. <laughs> you better watch out when I'm getting up there. That's what gave me courage to serve God. Now I'm preaching all over Vanuatu, and I'm preaching every Saturday morning in the marketplaces, and people stuck up. They know who Pastor John is. I preach one time, and our Prime Minister drive past with his police car, front of Prime Minister, and I say, Prime Minister, you need Jesus. And he say, hey, I have Jesus already. I have a church. I don't talk about Jesus. I talk about Jesus. And he's come. Radical preacher. Every Saturday morning in Vanuatu, in our town, in our city, every Saturday morning you will hear Pastor John from 8 to 9. Sometimes by the hell I know Mr. Men. I don't want to care. I preach. Jesus is coming back. People say, who's this? Small species from a different planet, they come here. I say, I don't want to care, man. I preach the name of Jesus. You know, Paul said, you preach in season and out of season. He is the man. Rain time, I'll preach the season. I preach gospel in the rain time. One time, we are in one place. I preach Jesus like this. People say, this man is mad. This, the rain is coming. He's still preaching. I don't, I'm still preaching. Because the Bible says you preach in season and out of season. It means that something is out of season. Just preaching, man. I've been in a prison house. The only pastor... That the correctional service in our prison allows us to go to see the high-risk prisoner is me. Why? Because all the prisoners from our high-risk, they say, we want Pastor John. We don't want other pastor. We only want Pastor John to come. So every time I walk, because our prison near the, the hospital, you know, but the walls up. Every time I pass, they just bring Pastor John! Say, boys! So they call me, John, all the high-risk prisoners, 13 of them, they want to see you. They don't want to see other pastor. They want to see you. Say, okay. So I make an appointment. I come in Wednesday afternoon and say, What do you want to see me for? I say, Because you're a good pastor. We like you. So, okay, you like me. You better like Jesus that I love. Otherwise, I have nothing to do with you guys. I say, No, 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 no. You know what? In the times of come to certify them to be, to be um, bail out, bail out in the prison house, they call Pastor John to certify them. So I certify high risk prisoner. This is people who are killing people, die. And I have to certify them because I was working with them like a Bible college inside the... I was working with them for five years. And I know them, and I, uh, I say to the police now, this man, I'll release him. And they say, hey, you sure? All the police, you sure? I say, sure. And I say to this man, with a word of challenge, I will sign you a certificate and notes to get out. But I tell you, don't mess around. If you mess around, I'll put you back here. <laughs> so he get out. 18 of them get out today. They're wonderful people of God. They're holding position in the church. They're serving the Lord, serving the youths. Tell their lives. Only the testimony changed the life of you. Today. Just last week, my wife, my wife called me and said, John, so what? One of the prisoners came here and dropped the food because he was realizing that I was, he just knew that I was in Australia. So he came and said to my wife, tell pastor, they don't call me pastor, they call me daddy. Say, tell daddy, there's some things I, when I get out from the prison house, he was doing a little bit of business of bus. So he's making, and then he dropped some food for my wife. My wife, and I say, who is name? And he say, Paul Lockin. I say, Paul Lockin. Oh, okay. We pray for him. I'll come and see him. 
He just dropped the food for my wife and say, I just find out that Pastor John is away and it's been a year now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says, like, do, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not be ashamed. If you're ashamed, you can know your position. <laughs> if you know your position, you're not going to be ashamed of what. If you know exactly what God done for you, God do for you, this life here, you contact by, you want to kill me, you kill me. If I die today, I know that I will be with. See. Amen? Amen. My praise that God will bless you. Go out today, live in that position. Thank you. God bless you. Let's all stand. You see, the Bible says by grace we have been saved. By the grace of God, God wants to share this. It's not a God that gives you one time and then finish. No. He gives you and he keep on gives. So if you are watching, if you do anything this morning, if you want to rededicate your life, if you forget about your position this morning, you just make a prayer for yourself. Say thank you God for his word, all of us, and the Holy Spirit to help us to discover this one, to research, to, to spend time to know about that position. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who are listening this morning. You know every heart this morning. You know when we're close to you. You know when we're far from you. But help us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are the helper. We ask you to come and help us to understand, help to discover, to study about the inheritance that you give it to us. Inheritance that you blessed us with. Open our heart, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord, to see the goodness, the wonders that you've done for us. Those who need Jesus today, they call upon you, Father, bless them today. And those who need to renew their commitments and renew, maybe we live in a world that too many things that we forget who we are in Christ. I ask you to restore that, Father, each and every one of us. Bless us today. Let us walk in our position this week. And thank you for the victory. And thank you for the reigning. Thank you for triumphing every day. Victory is ours in every circumstance. Father, bless us. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you for the day.